Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Steven and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Man, I am so excited for today because we are going to talk some crazy geekdom stuff. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Buster, along with the illustrious Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody, my friend. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. All right. Now, uh, today we are talking about the Matrix Resurrections and we are giving our review, but because we have such a movie that takes a lot of thought, a lot of uh, noodle power, we've got <laughs> Mr. Aaron McCoy on with us from Geek with a Bible. Aaron, welcome. Good to have you with us. Yay. Good morning. Hopefully the, the noodles, they are still cooking in there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are still tied together. We will see if we can parse apart said noodles as we uh, uh, continue into this uh, right. uh, puzzle of a film. <laughs> yeah, I think some of my noodles are still cooking from this one. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all yes, right yes, well yes. hey everybody thank you so much for joining us today um real quick a, a couple little housekeeping things going on we are on uh we are live right now on twitch youtube and facebook on our facebook page thank you so much for joining us we um if you really want to know where our site is for everything, it's twogeeksmike.com, twogeeksmike.com. I'll uh, I'll put that up on the uh, good old uh, uh, Twitch thing here. So twogeeksmike.com. Um, th that's where you can go for all things for our show, for uh, the, the Twitch page, for the Facebook, for, oh my gosh, Twitter, and even our merch page. We've got new merch out there that we're pretty excited about, and... Uh, and so we want to uh, make sure you know about those. Uh, Mike's got his coffee mug, uh, the new coffee mugs. I have mine, um, which is, oh, no, this is the old one. That's the old this one. This is the old one. That's the collector's item. That is the collector's You can't get that one anymore. Yeah, the new one. See, this one's the one that's got my bubbly water Ooh. in it. That's <laughs> the, the nice one. Bubbly water. That's actually uh, uh, disappointment water. Because. <laughs> Every time I drink it, I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's such mild form of it's almost just tastes like whenever you, you drink soda out of a cup and then you refill it with water. And so it just has that slight <laughs> off taste to it. That's a good uh, description. Of it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to trim my soda intake, you know. And that's okay. You know what? I commend you for that. So you uh, you drink your disgusting <laughs> Both water for your health and hats off to you. Well, that's I so agree with you, Aaron. You, you drink your oh, disgusting water and I'll, I'll drink my coffee. Yeah. Or even just water. Like, I'll just take water. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm okay with just water. <clears throat> I love the bubbly. I love the bubbly. That it. was good. Thank you, guys. Get I'm getting it. ganged up on everybody. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we didn't even plan that. I I wasn't expecting that one. 
That was great. Right. That's a good one. Nice. So, um, all right. So here's, here's what's happening today, everybody. We are going to talk about the matrix resurrections and the film. And, um, as we normally do, we, we give our real quick review. Um, and, uh, and then after that we'll go through and we will, um, get, talk about specific points. Um, anything that requires a lot of, um, brain cells that's why we have aaron <laughs> yeah which I, I you know i we just got up from christmas as well and I, so so we'll see i'm still still recovering we'll, we'll get in there we'll get it we'll there, get it but we'll, we'll get it we'll, we'll get in there and we'll see so um one thing i promise not to do and this is the only time i'll use it and uh, i've i've watched several reviews of this film um, whether I agree or disagree with them or whatever, you know, I was just trying to, you know, see what other people were saying, but every single review used one word in every single one of them. And that was the word meta. Everybody said meta. Oh, wow. And I'm, thinking, <clears throat> I'm thinking this movie is so meta. And I'm thinking, no, I don't think that's what they're talking about. I think they're talking oh. about Facebook and Facebook is now changing to, Meta, no. <laughs> really? No, that's no, that, I, that that was by far the most meta movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, uh, okay, so, okay, you're you're younger than us, Aaron, so maybe you get the lingo. Better. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I I've heard people say that, but I, no one defined it. You know, there's all this, you know, and come on, I'm 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? I've, you know, I, I, I have lost touch with reality in some areas, not just the <laughs> Matrix, but I'm just saying. So. If you had to define that term, Aaron, how would you define the term meta when people are using it for this film? Meta is whenever a story is aware of itself. It knows what it is okay. and it is reflecting on itself. And in many ways, the movie is about the movie. So it's it's actually a, <clears throat> a, a self-aware self-reflection. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Okay. Okay. That's, that's I'll go I'll, I'll go with that. That's interesting because uh see the way I was taking it was it was they're comparing it to Meta being the fact that Facebook is now changing to Meta and Mark Zuckerberg is creating this entire, you know, virtual reality thing for people wearing the VR glasses and so on and so forth. And right. and I I'll be honest, okay, I you know, I've not been a huge fan of the Matrix. And I've only actually watched the first and second films, and now the fourth film. I've never watched the third film. <laughs> but I, when I watched, uh, granted, I watched the original way back in the day, and then I never watched anything else. But right. at, you know, during my rewatch, I kind of got this feeling. I'm like, holy crap, are we about to enter this territory with? You know, Facebook changing to Meta, or is this is this an area where we're going into? So mm -hmm. when I hear that term, that's what I think of. But I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, and that's I mean that's sort of what good uh, dystopian science fiction is meant to do. It's sort of trying to say, okay, where are we heading? What does future looks like? We're going into, and let's amp that up. Let's make it bigger than what it is now. We're going to exaggerate it to to get people to see the severity of what issue that we're facing right now. And so, you know, you get a lot of people talk about, you know, these days, 1984 or, mm -hmm. um, ah, shoot, what's the other one? Brave new world. Um, you know, those are things written 
many years ago. Right. And or or uh, uh, Fahrenheit uh, um, 451. Yes, that's that's actually my favorite of the group. That one really, I think, really hit what what were were Ray Bradbury. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah, and so in many ways, yeah, they they saw it coming. They saw what was happening. Um, and in the worst case scenario, is that they cause it to happen <laughs> with these things? Because you see, like Star Trek, you know, they have all these great ideas, great inventions of what to come up with that have actually influenced many scientific thinkers to say, "Well, I want that. I want something like that." to develop certain things um i mean but but uh my shoot right now i mean this is jetsons what we're doing you know i'm seeing you on the screen talking with you we're all at our different houses video i mean this this is right this is jetsons um and so sometimes people will create that uh and, and so i feel like some of the 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 creators out there are confused about what's hopeful sci-fi and what's dystopian sci-fi you know like (laughs) oh matrix that sounds like a great idea no no it's like elon musk was talking about bringing back dinosaurs it's like we have so many jurassic park movies (laughs) telling you why this is a bad idea stop it was that elon (laughs) was that really elon musk that that said that what I, is people actually? Actually, it wasn't him, but someone from his company. Okay, because I, I remember that coming out uh, a, a few months ago or something. And I, yeah, I was like, "What are you nuts? We've we've got how many Jurassic Park movies? Have you never watched a Jurassic Jurassic Park? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> this is not a good idea. <laughs> no. I need to hire Jeff Goldblum and just come yell at him for an hour, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the Matrix review. <laughs> This is not a Jurassic Park. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. That was so, a fun tangent. Yeah, <laughs> it was. By golly, welcome to Two Geeks, where we uh, squirrel all day long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the deal. All right. So let's give our initial reviews, our thoughts about it, and then we'll go into more detail about those. Um, Aaron, I do appreciate your definition of meta because I do want to talk yeah. later on about is that positive or negative for this film. The con- how they were how were they, they were meta and stuff aware of themselves was it a positive thing or a negative thing but so all right so all right Mike we normally do something out of five in your opinion what uh, what should that be the uh, what out of five should we go with Aaron if you have any suggestions too I always five like red pills to- ooh I like that ooh, <clears throat> red pills five red pills okay so out of five red pills. Um, can we go half a red pill? <laughs> well, we've been doing halves. We might as well. <laughs> we've been doing decimals. Yeah. <laughs> you started that. <laughs> I did. I did. All right. Who wants to go first? Anyone going to go first for their uh, review? Anybody? Be I like- mean, I. so I'll say this just off the bat. I definitely watched it under less than ideal circumstances. I mean, I had uh, I watched half of it. While wrapping presents, watch the other half uh, <laughs> late last night. What, wrapping uh-huh. presents for this little guy here. <laughs> I love it. And um, we have another special guest with us today, everybody. She's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Fine, no worries. <laughs> so, do you want to go, Mama? I just want you on here with me. So I, I, w- I would have to say if it was less than ideal circumstances, that probably tells you something about the movie itself. <laughs> well. Yes. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> and I'm still still processing everything. So I think I'd probably say right now, I'll just give it a solid four. I would say I'm I'm glad it exists. I think it's better that we have it than that we don't have it. Um, Ooh, I you like know, that. Some people okay. could argue about Matrix two and three. Like a lot of people say, you ruined it. Like you should have just left it alone, let it be. Um, <laughs> but this one, I'm glad that we got it. Um, we'll see as they continue on. We'll see. Um, you know, see what, what all, uh, what all, cause I, I think this is the first of more. I don't think at, at first I thought they were just going to kind of redeem the third one. Cause I'm, I'm really not a big fan of, of the third Agreed. movie. Um, <laughs> and I thought they were just going to kind of, you know, try it, you know, try another hand at, at finishing this out. But, um, but it does seem mm-hmm. like they're setting up a new, um, a new trilogy, a new trilogy, um a lot of it was set up a lot of ex- exposition uh so yeah i'm happy it's here as i said i'm still dissecting everything um but yeah i'll say i'll say four um definitely some problems with it um but uh but yeah we'll we'll get into that okay. well aaron i'm glad you're here because i need you to help me process through this movie because uh <laughs> yeah, yeah um i mean it was okay i, I am yeah. definitely not going to say this is a great film um, there were things I liked about it and there were things I went, huh? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, right. and I gotta say, I liked, I liked the first film, uh, on my rewatch a few weeks ago, I liked the first film better than I did years ago when it came out. Uh, the second one I felt eh, it was all right. It wasn't bad. Uh, you know, I, I felt the first one was better. Um, the third one I never watched. <laughs> That's all right. And the fourth one, I'm like I said, I'm just kind of eh. So I will give this three red pills out of five. Three red pills out of five. All yep. right. <clears throat> all right. Well, here you go, everybody. Um, I love this movie and I hated this movie. Nice. Um, I can see that. We're we're in um, for good discussion. I, yeah, um, Aaron, I really like how you stated. Am I glad that we have it? Actually, I am. I am glad that we have it. Um, did it seem in the vein of like a re? Hollywood seems to be doing this rehash. It first for me started with Force Awakens. Was like a parallel to Star Wars: New Hope. Um, what was the other movie I saw recently that was like that? There, there was another parallel. It was like almost taking from well, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters mm-hmm. Afterlife was almost like a parallel to yeah. the first Ghostbusters or like, movie, or what they kind of call it is like the soft reboot. So instead right. of just having a complete um, Andrew Garfield, you know, Spider-Man, we're not going to pretend that you know this is just a completely new thing or a, a Dark Knight, you know. Uh, Christian Bale Batman instead of mm-hmm. just saying we're going to completely reboot it and start from fresh it's like okay this is a sequel the past did happen but we are starting afresh for a new audience um you know if you haven't seen the other one hey jump on in now and mm-hmm. you like I, I've never really been a big Star Trek fan um and a lot of it is just because there's so much of it out there. There's so many TV shows, there's so many movies, so many things. And I'm all, always just like, mm-hmm. okay, where where do I start to even try? But I right. did really like the JJ Abrams one because soft reboot. They're like, here is a nice place that you can jump into. Agreed. We right. kind of yep. did it's it's half sequel, half reset. Um, 
but it is also as you said that it's it's sort of this retelling so if force awakens and uh jurassic world is a lot like that too that it's it's sort of a remake hits a lot of the same beats but um mm-hmm. but the original is better yes <laughs> yeah it's Although, much more so, you know, that's the other one getting to this whole meta thing that's another <laughs> great example so think about Damn, Jurassic World is such. Here we go back to Jurassic Park. Um, it's such a weird film. <laughs> with that, that is another very meta movie because they're talking about man, wasn't the first park so much better than this? Oh, they had right. these, you know, real dinosaurs. They didn't have to have all this, you know, tinkering and stuff. So that's them legitimately talking about. Right. Isn't the first Jurassic Park movie better than all this CG crap? Um. So mm-hmm. yeah, self-aware. It's kind of critical of itself while at the same time being a film. And and this one does a lot of that as well. This one's kind of um yeah, there are some things that's almost depressing about it of, of how much <laughs> it, it's how much it's crapping on its own self and the studio and right. And, um, right. We'll get we'll get into all that in a little bit. So yeah, yeah. so that's kind of how I feel about this film. It it is that uh, we'll see soft reboot. Well, did, um, kind did, of Aaron, did you give a? You didn't give a score yet. How many red? I think pills? I said four. Okay, he gave it four. Yeah. He gave it four red. Oh, pills. okay. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll give it. Uh, realistically, uh, I'm in that love and hate relationship thing here with this. One. So, um, I'm a big Matrix fan of the first one. Um, I enjoyed half of the second one. Um, there were some great fight sequences, great ingenuity and stuff. Um, the concept of the architect, I, I did enjoy. And the balance of the architect and the oracle um, out of that, I did enjoy. Um, and so the third one, I, you know, the, <laughs> the third one was just like whatever. We, we've already talked about some of that. So this was kind of a reboot. It seemed to be parallel again with the first Matrix film. Um, it did seem to be self-aware to an extent that was that positive or was that negative. And so that's, that's the question that I have on that one. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that. So I'll give it 3.5 out of five red pills, 3.5 out of red pills. There are things about it that I really enjoyed things about it. I hated, um, there is no in between for me. Parts of it. I loved parts Mm -hmm. of it. I hated, and it, it is, we can walk through this whole thing and you'll be like, Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I hated that part. See, what do you yeah. think? Of this? Oh, oh, I get yeah, that. I, that I completely yeah, understand yeah. that because there's parts of this that I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And then there yeah. were other parts that, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really good. I, I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I completely get what you're saying. No, I feel that. No, I'm sorry if I, if I missed it or not. Uh, Mike, do you think that you like this one better or worse than the third one? I oh, didn't see the third than, one. So, yeah. Better than the third one. Better I'm than Steve, the third one. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, so yeah, this is this is Multitudes better than the third one. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, but that's yeah. a great question, Aaron. Thank you. Compared to the third one, I think it's better um, than okay. the third one. Um, so let's go I, ahead. Let's start off on a positive note. What were the things that you loved about it? Okay. Well, first, spoilers. this is the point, everybody. We're hitting spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie, um, uh, 
then uh, come back later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can find us on Twitch. You know, it stays on there for a couple of weeks on our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel. Um, but but come back later. Let me say this before while Mike's getting the spoiler thing ready. I, I, I want to say this. Um, I saw this. Um, I watched it as soon as it came out on HBO Max because I just couldn't wait. I was so excited for it. Uh, it is worth seeing on HBO Max if you're a Matrix fan to at least be part of the conversations that sure, are happening. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and that's how I watched it too. I watched it on HBO Max. Yeah. Now, here's the other part that I'll say um, I have not yet seen it in the theater, and I'm still wondering if I want to or not. Oh. Um, yeah, I was, because I know that was one thing for me as well, is that I, I was, at first, I was really wanting to see it in the theaters. Um, cause I'm just, I am really a huge matrix yeah. fan. I mean, it's essentially the, 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 especially the first one. I mean, the first one for me is mm-hmm. one of those like, you know, golden S tier films that like, you know, if I'm, if I'm creating a backdrop of just like, you know, in, in my opinion, just classic, amazing top, you know, I would put the first one in there. Um, mm-hmm. and then the two and three had some very defining moments for me of like, cause that was really whenever I learned to how to really, really dig into a film, like really how to mm-hmm. dig into the philosophy and all these things instead of just like, Oh, it was cool. Did you see that explosion? They see this, but like really, I mean, I had so many hours of conversation about those. So, so it's, nice. um, you know, while, while the merits of those films are, are up and down, um, yeah, there's just, just, uh, uh, they were important, but this one, after seeing it, after watching it, yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think I would go back in to see it. I don't think it. It's because uh, um, I, I know that the budget wow. on this was definitely smaller than the other ones. They weren't no. looking to transform cinema as we know it, as the first ones really were trying to do. This was just kind of a, which I kind of appreciated. It was definitely a much smaller scale, um, very focused on you know, Neo and Trinity. This is what it's about. Is this is their story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, you have the war and all this stuff, but it, it really wasn't about that. Um, so they got focused in on that. So much smaller, but as I said, I think it's probably getting to something grander, getting to something bigger. Okay. I love that. I love that. I love that optimism about this. And and I will agree with you. If if you had to narrow this down, what was the main theme of this film? You're absolutely right. It was the, it was the the, it was the love story between Neo and Trinity, and I totally agree with you on that. I would have to agree with that, and I that's one part of the movie that I really liked was the story between uh, Neo and Trinity because um, I, I like their relationship. I like how they they are fighting to be together and 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 that that's the one area of the film that i really did enjoy so Mm -hmm. yeah and Mm -hmm. i i think what they i feel like they were trying to redeem an idea that that i think they actually failed with in in the first movies like the whole love story between neo and trinity because like as, as much as i like this i mean they're going for that cool kind of stoic just oh we're cool and and uh you know i mean <laughs> through most of the other movies the the uh the love story basically is just kind of like trinity i love you and that's about <laughs> it you know and uh and, and i just imagine like 
Like we're like, okay, can you give us some emotion? Can you really, okay, Trinity, the woman right. you, you you love is dead. Can we give you know? And and so then uh, you know it's just Trinity, no. And it's like, no, 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 we need some. And then eventually they're like, okay, can we just like wrap a cloth over half of his head so it makes we can imagine that he's actually getting here. Um, so, so I think that they really tried to get the love story to be a big part of, of the series. Um, but it, it, in the original films, it didn't quite land as to where within this one, I think, I think they did it a little better in this one. I think that, and even just that sense of, you know, that, that they're both the one that it's not just Neo's the one. And something's also right. interesting. We talk a lot how there's uh, a lot of Christian elements in, in the stories, um, how you have Neo, which is, if you rearrange the letters, it's one. Um, and then you have Trinity. And so you have the whole Christian concept of God being three in one at the same time. So it's alluding to Neo and Trinity that even though they're two, they are actually the one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I Ooh, think that's that they, a good way to look at that. I I didn't even yeah. pick up on that. Now I feel slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so that was something that I feel like they got better in this film. It's kind of something like that was that. there, but they had, they, they, they kind of failed in that regard on the original film. So I think that's something that they, they mm-hmm. did better with this one. Nice. Well, j- just as a reminder, we are moving into spoiler territory now. So, mm-hmm. um, and especially what you alluded to there, Aaron. So spoilers from this point on. All right. Here's. Ghostbusters, Ellen. I love it. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers are here. <laughs> there it goes. And... All right. Boom. <laughs> so we are in spoilerific territory now. All right, so let me address, Aaron, what you had just stated. And I love that you stated that, and I think that did come out fully in this in this film, in, in, in Resurrections, was Trinity and Neo, together they make up the one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that you stated that based upon their names and stuff, I like that connection, and I think you're on to something there. That's good. Yeah, I didn't... I, um, because, I didn't connect it with the with the names per se. I mean, I connected by the end of the movie, of course, that mm-hmm. that the two of them were basically the one. Um, yes. But yeah, I really like that. That yeah, that's good thinking there. That's why we got you on. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real quick, I want to I want to recognize John had posted on here. Um, here, let me. I'll put that. Uh, I'll put it up on the screen. Here's what John <clears throat> says. John says, I give it a zero. (laughs) No red pills for John. (laughs) Um, I compare the Matrix with movies like The Terminator, Alien, Jurassic Park, very Mm -hmm. much so. I didn't think about Terminator and Alien, but that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, Innovative and clever, yes. In my world, the other Matrix movies don't exist. This one was just boring with a capital B. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now, I didn't think it was quite as boring boring as john did uh i mean i there were still elements that i enjoyed of the film i i don't i wouldn't say it's you know it's not worth watching uh well, I, just, I think one of the things i just wouldn't say one it's of the things as good as you get with matrix is the idea of okay what do people come for these films with and that's even like there you go uh so you know this whole idea of oh we're gonna reboot the the matrix so in the matrix film they're talking about right. <clears throat> The Matrix, and you have all these people discussing what 
you know, what we're doing right now of, okay, what is this actually about? What do people come for this for? What is it, you know, oh, is it about this thing? Or is it about that thing? Is it, you know, all the different ideas of, of why people come here. And, you know, the one guy who's just like, no, 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 what they want is bullet time. That's, that's what, right. people yeah. Matrix yeah. I, and, um, yeah, he said they, one I, word bullet time. That's two yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. That guy and, was a uh, nut. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me, Aaron, what you th- how did you feel about the whole thing with you know that he was a game producer and so everything else before it was a trilogy of video games and then it made it so um as you define the word meta, um gosh, I said I wasn't use that term, but self-aware. <laughs> I like self-aware better. Do you, okay. do you think that took away from the film or added to the film? And in bullet time, especially, I'm going to come back to that because I have a certain opinion I want to share about that. But wh- how did you how did you feel about that whole concept of Matrix within the Matrix, or is a video game kind yeah. of a thing? Well, I liked it because I liked that because uh, the the which this this time it's only one of the siblings. Um, last time it was a uh, uh, two of them working on the on the films, um, and I felt like you got some real commentary. Uh, and and input because usually they've been notoriously silent about a lot of the films. They really don't talk too much about it, uh, mm-hmm. which they've said. Which I can't. I remember read a thing. I forget which one it was, but basically said like, "Oh, we want you to make up your own minds about this. I don't want to tell you what to think about it. I don't want to give you uh, a readout of of the." Uh, hey, just a second, buddy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we got a boo boo. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> bud. Um, uh. Yes, and so yes, Aaron, with this movie, action. we have a boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We do. This movie is – our discussion has caused many a boo-boo. But, um, <laughs> but so I felt like we got to get an actual interview with uh, with the writer and get some insights into the film and what, what it's been like uh, uh, for – I believe goes by uh, – goes by lana now i believe but um you know what it's like for lana to get you know having all this fame having gone through all of this um you know and it's actually sounds very depressing i mean it, it thinks you know talks about oh did you put a lot of yourself into this character and it's like yes i did put a lot of myself into this character of neo oh, and yeah. now we see this character of neo is like having nervous breakdowns is, is suffering a lot of depression having all all this um you know, they talk about how, you know, the matrix itself is used from the matrix that it's, it's, it's kind of the system is using, like we talked about uh, last time I was on here, how you have both the left and the right politically use matrix terms to define themselves, you know? So like the whole term of being woke comes from the matrix, which is, you know, left wing term and the idea of, Oh, get red pilled. That's a right wing term, which also, comes from the matrix and and it's like okay these things are uh uh you know some of the politics that that they were going up against is now being used to you know to to uphold it so i do like those conversations i mean it almost felt like i mean shoot we're youtubers we like youtube it almost felt like getting to watch uh, just a youtube interview uh with the creator while i'm watching the film uh so i actually enjoyed that that part of it um 
you know, and enjoy it because then I love Matrix dis- discussions. And so it almost felt like the movie itself was in on the discussion. It's like we're talking about <laughs> it with you mm-hmm. in a Matrix mm-hmm. movie. So so it's it's very okay. mind bending thinking about that, what's going on. So right. um, and it made it unique enough. It made it different enough to where uh, it wasn't just the same rodeo. Um, you know, it was a different level of control, a different level of. Because uh, that's that's actually one argument I always made about Matrix of like, okay, look, if there really is a Matrix out there, do you think that the robots are going to allow them to create a movie called The Matrix to let us all think, <laughs> think about these things? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so that that's what you could say is that, well, maybe the level of control is the fact that now I have this argument of, well, would the robots really allow this? Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. then the robots are going, no, would we? Ah, see, now now you're back into your calm, you know, not not suspecting self because right. we've, we've gotten that layer of control. Um, but uh, uh, but no, I liked it. I actually think that was one of the positive things about it. I, uh, I, um, I sh- really I'll be open with you. I struggled with it and only in the aspect of let's talk about bullet time. Oh, we created this new bullet time. I'm like, you didn't give me bullet regular bullet time, hardly in this, you know, kind of a thing to a certain degree. Um, yeah, we got a couple moments. We did. We did. Cause I, I we got, we me, got Neo protecting Trinity using bullet time. We did. Yeah. We did. And plus the new bullet time or whatever, you know, whatever they call it, you know, kind of a thing. Um, I almost was like, well, wait a minute. That was that was me on the outside looking in, and that's what we called it. But now you're calling it that. But now you're doing something different. I, I was like, I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like the new term. Uh, what, what was the new term when their eyes change? And, and was it berserk or I forget? Uh, swarm. Swarm. That's yeah, it. Swarm. Yeah. I I I thought that was that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. I thought that was a good aspect of this one. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed that that uh, finale. I thought was really cool. Almost the zombie type thing, where just like all these people were becoming. That was yeah. yeah I got a World War from. Z feel from that. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, yeah. you know, because when yeah, in World War Z, the zombies are like insanely fast and just coming on you. You know, uh, to where you pretty much can't get away. And yeah, I got the, almost tense. the same feel of this as I did World War Z, um, which, so, by the I way, I, I I prefer uh, Walking Dead zombies to World War Z zombies. <laughs> well, Walking Dead got like a thousand seasons, and World War Z couldn't get more than one um, <laughs> one movie out there. So I don't think you're alone in that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> So let me ask you on that aspect, the bots, help me understand the bots. Were they, so those were really actual programs in the system that they could just take over with swarm. Yes. I'm not sure if they were all the same. I don't know if it was like an agent Smith thing where one, one person's taking over multiple people. Um, it might be actually, cause I think the Smith did say something about that, that, Oh, well I can do this now. Now I'm everybody. Um, mm-hmm. so I think all of those people might've been agent Smith, but just, just within there, I have a love hate um, relationship with agent Smith in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear this from you guys. Go for it. So agent Smith, uh, was one of the things that I really enjoyed about matrix Two. 
I liked him. I liked that he could, you know, just pretty much any character can turn into Agent Smith. Um, I liked his dynamic with Neo. I thought it was great. And then this one, I'm like, this doesn't feel like Agent Smith to me. It didn't didn't look like him. Didn't to me. It didn't act like him. I didn't like him. I didn't like him at all. Now I like the the story idea between Agent Smith and Neo in this, how they're kind of connected and and furthering more ideas in within the Matrix. I I enjoyed that, but I just I didn't like the actor. I didn't like him. He turned me off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I did like, cause like, so we had, you know, just the two recurring people, but then mm-hmm. we had recurring characters. Well, I guess we had a couple other minor roles, but, um, but yeah, I really think Hugo weaving was really, really lacking. Um, Agreed. from here. I, I think if you, so like, I kind of like with Morpheus, how they, how like, it, it was Morpheus, but it wasn't Morpheus. Like it was actually a program, uh, and so that I was okay. It was an with. Agent. Okay, well, we got we got a different actor because it's not actually him. He just has the same name and has a lot of similarities, but it, it's not actually mm-hmm. Morpheus. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I can go with that. But the thing that they did with Smith, honestly, I would have preferred if it was just like Agent Johnson or something like right. that. If there was, um. If you can't get Smith, uh, uh, Hugo Weaving, it's because it, because they they did they were kind of going for the same thing that mm-hmm. this was definitely a different person. So like Mike, I know you haven't seen the third one, but the 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 guy who was infected with Smith on uh, the third movie, he he was definitely doing like a Hugo Weaving impersonation. You got the whole vibe of him, like you right. really okay. felt like beneath this guy. That is Smith. Smith. Like I could feel that. I could yes, feel Hugo Weaving coming out of this actor. That actor did a great film. job. So oh, in, yeah. in other words, it was kind of like uh, MIB 3 when when you had the uh, younger uh, Agent uh, Agent K. I, I yeah. Or, uh, uh, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, he this guy played the younger version of Tommy Lee Jones and he yes. did fantastic. He was, I, I was like, I love this guy. He's awesome. Yeah. And he embodied Agent mm-hmm. K. I thought he was yes. great. This yes. guy did not embody Agent Smith at all. I, I did not, not feel like he was Agent Smith. You know? And I, I think they were doing that intentionally. I really? think that they were. Yeah, because there was all these weird things in there. So, like, he calls him Tom. Smith never called. No, he Tom always Sanderson called him Tom. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. That's a good point. Yeah. One of the ideas as well. So something I was talking about. So in my channel um, coming up, I I want to sometime in the new year, I'm planning on looking at uh, a string of of films from the late 90s that were uh, sort of the cubicle depression movies. Um, So you got all these films. Uh, you know, so you've got Matrix, you've got Fight Club, you've got American Beauty, you've got Being John Malkovich, um, Office Space, Falling Down. Wanted. Wanted was another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanted definitely. You know what? I'm guessing the comic book probably came out around that time, but then the uh, the movie probably came. You know, that's a great, great example. But um, but one of the things that happened within uh, uh, corporate culture 
is that they kind of got the vibe of, oh, okay, this is killing people's souls. So let's try to make things a little better. Let's let's give people a uh, a ping pong table and foosball and a cereal cereal bar and and let's let's have open yep. spaces. You know, we're gonna have yeah. open spaces for people to hear. So so it's still control, but it's a really nice control. We're gonna control <laughs> you with niceness. Is what we're going to do. So Agent Smith represented this old school, straight lace, hierarchical. We are in control. We are the bosses. You do what you're told. But yet now we have this nice control. This very, oh, don't you want to just, you know, uh, uh, work here? It's so great. But no, but it's still control. It's that still- is perceptive. That is very perceptive. You know, when you when you just brought up the whole uh, the office space is killing you thing, all I could think of is... Joe versus a volcano with Tom Hanks. It's the lights. The lights. They're sucking the life right out of us. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a great Absolutely. movie. Okay. It's the nice control. Okay. I can yes. go with that. I can follow yes. that. Yes. And so, and that's even why, like, sort of the big bad on here was just a therapist, uh, which is kind of weird. It's kind of interesting that, that they well, made the They didn't call him the, a therapist. You remember what they called him? What the was the analyst. the analyst? That's right, the analyst. And I thought that was interesting as compared to the architect or the oracle. Yeah. Um, yes. Now yes. that was a twist that I didn't see coming. Actually, I did not. Um, I did not expect him to be the big bad at the end of this. Mm-hmm. That now I did notice his glasses because mm-hmm. we had the color thing going on, like. Uh, uh, the M- M- yeah, well, like M. Night Shyamalan does in a lot of his films where the colors of certain things mean certain, mm. you know, mean certain things. Yeah, which, which like this the got away from red. red. Right, exactly. They did that heavily in, especially the sequels. They had um, green, blue, and gold were very, very prominent um, parts. So you had like, you know, the blue world was the real world, the green was the matrix, and then the the gold was kind of the spirit world thing that Neo could sense um, in the third film. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, but yeah. this one, because and something, something that I did appreciate about this, because I know one thing I, I hate about the, um, the, <clears throat> the, the newer star Wars uh, sequels, um, which, you know, I mean, we've had our discussion before. I, there's, <laughs> there's things I like and things I don't like about them. Um, one of the things I do really hate about them is that you get this feeling of, what on earth was the point of Return of the Jedi then if everything just came right back? You know, there there was this feeling of, of so it just keeps going, huh? So evil right. just doesn't actually stop. It's just still there. And we're not actually better off. Um, as so I did actually like on here how that they had a moment of talking about that. Of saying, well, no, that no, no, just no. that just goes to prove that Disney doesn't understand Star Wars to begin with. So, <laughs> no. No, or at least some of that. Well, no, because John John Favreau and Dave Filoni one hundred percent understand. Right, and they had nothing to do with the movies. No, but it's still Disney. It's still Disney. But yeah, anyways, that's that's a, a whole other change. That's a whole another podcast. Oh yeah, we could do a whole podcast on that one. And I think you and I yeah. might go round and round on that one. Yeah, which so I'm sure I'll, I'll join you guys at some point on one of the your Boba Fett reviews whenever that comes oh, yes. out. But um, but Dude, anyways, uh. Yep, next week is coming. It's coming. So, um, actually, shoot, the people in podcast land, you might be listening to this and have Boba Fett now. So, lucky you. Anyways, anyways, sorry. Tangent. Um, 
I do like how they had that. I like how they said, like, no, 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 look, we have humans and robots who are working together. We we show more of and I think they that's another idea that was in the other films that I think they did a better job of explaining is the fact that there are robots who hate the system just as much as the people who are in the system. Yeah, um, I, I like that aspect of this one. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, so they were fighting against it. And um, now we never that. got that in Terminator, did we? Where? Well, I guess we did in a way because the Terminator becomes good. We get a good version of him. So, yeah. so yeah, I guess we kind of get but that in the Terminator. Terminator still is more kind of <laughs> classic, good versus evil. Uh, True. As to where, and that's something I talked a lot about this of, oh, you know, you, you're, you're thinking in simple binaries, you know, you're just doing binaries, good, bad. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of in between. Well, see, and now, that's even one of the certain stories I like just good versus evil. You know, I kind of prefer yes. that in most of, most of my star Wars. Um, well, yes, yes. And, and I agree with that with star Wars, right. uh, which is why I think so many people, uh, you know, back, back to the, the whole last Jedi, uh, conversation. Cause it really starts questioning that. Is it good to have these binaries? Is it good to have these, you know, good versus evil ideas or, or is there deeper, uh, deeper questions? And, um, but, but yeah, with, within fiction that works very well, uh, within life that I think that's a horrible way to look at life. Well. Sure. Yes. And and that's one of the things that Matrix is trying to do. It's trying to free our minds from these, uh, which that's even something I think Smith talks about if I, or, or the analyst. Uh, I forget who it was. Talks about how we are as humans are set up for story. We are set up for fiction. This is what we are essentially programmed to latch on to is stories is the mm-hmm. stories that right. we tell. Um, some that I would, there, there's a, a, a thinker I really not like named, uh, Jonathan Haidt. And he's sort of this centrist guy who's trying to cause more discussion between left and right. And it's really interesting. He has this Ted talk where he talks about, you know, the story that people on the right have about democracy. What is the story of, of capitalism? Uh, essentially what's the story of capitalism. And he looks at the left of what do you say the story of capitalism is? And, and they're both true in their own way but yet they're completely different stories of okay has capitalism been this force for good or has it been this force for evil and it's kind of both you know (laughs) there's good and bad within the system sure and uh um so i think some of the because i mean matrix it, it, it gets so stinking complicated because they're they're trying so so they're trying to free your mind but they're also at the same questioning is it possible to be even free in the first place are we completely limited are we determined are we just responding to uh the systems and the inputs around us um right. you know it's like trinity uh, or tiffany talks about that in there she's like okay mm-hmm. i know that i wanted to be a mom but did i really want that or is this just something that i'm responding to that's within the culture and it's like, well, I don't know um, what I mean, it, it's it's all these deeply complicated things that then starts to make your your head do, break. And do you think it it's too much for people like when I go to a movie and all openness, I just want to be entertained. Yep. I want to get my mind off of the world and all uh-huh. openness. Uh, you know, I, it's it's kind of like I want to put myself in this world so I can just 
ah, I just enjoy. And yeah, there's tension and stuff. You want a you want a popcorn flick? Oh, I, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, I don't. Some movies I enjoy getting in the world. That's why I enjoyed the Matrix, the first Matrix, and I could wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. This one, I think I had more of a difficult time wrapping my head around this one than I did the first one. And and I was just I was having problems with the story beats and and I had created this understanding of what I thought I understood as the Matrix that just got blown out of the water in this one. But only in the aspect I understand that was the story to try to trick Neo into where he was or what was going on. I get that. Um, But because of how it was so self-aware, it made me wonder, are you poking fun of the world that I had created in my mind of understanding what you had done with the matrix? Um, And so that's where, what I, what I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show was being self-aware. Was it a positive or negative thing? I think it was positive in the aspect. I understand it was creating this whole story. Right. But secondly, I thought it was negative because it was almost as if you were making fun of yourself and then you wanted me to take you seriously later on. So, you know, I really, I really, that's where I struggle. I'm like, this is too much for me. This is, or let me rephrase that. (laughs) You know, I have a small brain, everybody. (laughs) It was, it was too much for me to sit there and go, wait, no, I just want to come in and enjoy the world. And you've spun this world back and forth. You're making fun of it. Wait a minute. or, Or are you serious about it now? Yeah, um, I, I can't grasp this world now, and so therefore, I'm really having a tough time with it. So, you know it, who does a really good job at that idea is Marvel. The Marvel movies do a fantastic job of saying, true. "Look, this is ridiculous. We know this is ridiculous." You know, it's like on on Age of Ultron. You know, Hawkeye's like, "Look, I'm a guy with a, a bow and arrow, sh- you know, fighting robots. None of this call. makes sense." Okay. And, and they do this, you know, Guardians Good, of the Galaxy back. does this a lot. You know, you have them all stand up. Oh, we're going to fight them. It's like, yep, here we are. Just a bunch of a-holes standing in a circle, you know, like, <laughs> like they, they mock themselves. But that's a way to tell the audience, hey, look, I know this is weird. We're just here to have fun. Okay. Yeah. We're just, that, that's kind of what that does as a way of mocking it. As mm-hmm. to where I think Matrix has definitely a lot more of a cynical kind of uh, like because they were actually this one, they were were mocking the studio hard. They really, were really hard, um, and because they basically, you know, how they're telling Tom Sanderson, "Look, we're making this sequel. Now we can do it with you, or we can do it without you." That's what happened with this movie. One hundred percent. That's what happened. You think so. 100 percent okay and they're just like well okay either you can massacre my kid or you can let me do it and it's like i'll i guess i'll have to to do my best and um, you know that's kind of like the new halloween movie the new ones Mm -hmm. uh where uh when they i i can't think of the guy who directed the new ones um but he he said that uh if if um John Carpenter's not involved. He's he's not he's not going to be a part of it. Yeah, and and they're like, well, we don't know if we can get Carpenter involved in this. Mm-hmm. So he said, let me talk to him. And he went to Carpenter. And he said, look, he says they're going to do these films whether we're yep. involved or not. Yeah, says it's better for us to get involved and mm-hmm. let us okay. let us take control and do All it right. the way we want to do it, mm-hmm. or let mm-hmm. them take it and and just make it a mess. 
you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, which I, I, this is a great discussion. Yeah. I, I thought that was a smart way to approach it. Um, now granted yeah. it, it doesn't come out in the film that way. Like it does in the matrix. I, I totally mm-hmm. get what you're saying, but it's the same. It's the exact same idea. It, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is something of that though. There is something very weird of, about acknowledging just how much, this probably really shouldn't have happened. And and that was the same thing I felt. <laughs> but it's like, okay, but we're here. You know, we're here. So let's 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 deal with it. So it's almost like we have a matrix happening within the industry. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's it's um well, because that's even the you know, massive questions and, and they don't even really define it of like what is the symbolic nature of the matrix? Like what actually is it within our life? Because that's that's I, I think that this is really like, and, and I, look, I appreciate popcorn flicks. I appreciate just going, watching explosions, seeing, you know, Kong versus Godzilla, you know, yes. it's fun. Mm. It's great. I do also appreciate, you know, the art house films that are really digging deep into the psychology of humans and the nature of reality, all these, you know, really deep questions. So, so uh, yeah. Matrix did. <laughs> What Matrix did is that they took an art house film and they filled it with guns and kung fu. Oh, <laughs> yes. true, okay. true. All right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's uh, uh, okay. Yeah, here we go. We got uh, uh, here. I'll put it on the screen here. so people can read. So since you want to discuss this, so okay. So says, that's why I love Rashomon from Akira Kurosawa. Uh, Akira Kurosawa. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, there is no absolute right and wrong. Nothing is black or white. It's all gray. Really a must-see movie. So thought-provoking, but it's not a popcorn flick. So, yes, yeah, mm. so there are some films that, that yeah, we, we some films can do that. Some films can really propel the way that you think and, and can really um, – and I know a lot of people because, like, I, I love philosophy, and I know a lot of people who have got into this world because of the Matrix. You know, you, you – right. mm-hmm come for the guns and the the bullet time but then it kind of opens this door into something more um right and and and, that, and that's what i like i actually like with these trying to dissect what is the meaning going on here what the heck are they trying to get at mm-hmm. and which with this one i'm still i'm still figuring I, out. i'm not opposed to thinking films to a certain degree but this one just went so far i was like i don't know and i am not an art house film fan mm-hmm. actually right yeah um i i i I don't go to films to get preached at kind of a thing. I get enough right. of that on Sunday morning. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just teasing. Um, but I will say um, I, I'm not, you know, I, I do think some thinking films do make a good movie, a good movie make, you know, kind of sure, a thing. Sure. So because, you know, okay, you've created this world. I want to jump into this world. I, I love world building films. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I really like the matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I think this one just kind of destroyed some of my world building that I had created, my own personal headcanon. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, which is something we do like to talk about on Two Geeks is, yeah. especially with Star Wars, you, you have your own headcanon. We, 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 we had that discussion with um, John Jackson Miller. Yes. Uh, yeah. About legends books and stuff and with that author. And so, which was good. Um, and so I think it twisted it so much. I'm like, no, wait a minute. I just created this, mm-hmm. but I have to say some of the world building I did enjoy in this film. Now mm-hmm. I got to get this off my chest right here, right now. I need your guys's help. There were two cameos in here. One was okay. 
uh, from the from the original trilogy, and that was Niobe. Mm-hmm. There was an, that was okay. I get it. I get the world of IO, which I thought, okay, I like that mm-hmm. kind of world. People, the the machines and people coming together. I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. I really did. But the one I really oh, I struggled with because I really liked his character in the second and the third film was the Merovingian. <laughs> I loved him in the, in the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah. In this one, I was like, what did you do to him? I get it. Yeah. You know, he's exiled now, or they had these exiles rather than killing him and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, that goes against the that goes against his character in the other ones because he what did he say? I have survived six of your predecessors. I will survive you. That's my, yes. that's my terrible so, accent. Yeah. So he has survived. So once again, we're getting into well, okay, self aware. So this guy's going off. So he's he's angry at Neo, angry at the Matrix, angry. So think about this guy like an angry. This is the guy, the bum looking guy, right? Yes. 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 He was was the guy on the second Matrix who was like the real suave Frenchman. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't even really know who he was. And I was just like, I completely didn't get him in this. (laughs) Yes. I I didn't get him in this one either. But in the second film, he was like. He was like, for lack of a better term, he was he was in control of a lot of things going on in the Matrix. He was your criminal mastermind underworld boss. And I yeah. love that. I he was like, I like this guy. Okay. Yeah, but so so what he was in this film, he is think about him as an, an angry commenter and of, of like on online. So he's going off about how <laughs> everything that. was better before you, before Neo, before the Matrix movies. He says, Oh, we didn't just have all the you know, the texting stuff. So he is lamenting where we are at as a culture, <laughs> saying that that because Matrix was one of these pivotal things that really launched us into the digital age. Um, I mean, this was right. I mean they made hacking and internet cool. Um, it was one of those things that really got people going with it. And so he's blaming mm-hmm. Matrix for our – so if we talk about Facebook as the meta world, that we are now kind of choosing our own Matrix that we're going into. Um, mm-hmm. And this guy's saying, no, we used to actually read. We used to actually have uh, 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 you know, real discussions. We had all this real stuff, and now it's mm-hmm. just this digital – you know, uh, uh, hogwash or whatever it is. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's exactly what, what he was, uh, what he was doing. Well, you know, Aaron, I really appreciate having on the show. Uh, I'm not trying to end the show here. I, I, yeah. I just, I have to stop and say thank you because in our discussions here, you have helped me take a new perspective on this film. And I'm like, Okay, that's good. Yeah. So I I may end up putting I may go up a notch on on my on my score because you're helping me kind of get a better feel for really what is going on with this film rather than just a popcorn film yeah. and rather just a, another philosophical film. Mm-hmm. This film is a comment a commentation a commentary, commentary. sorry commentary. Word, a commentary on itself. Mm-hmm. And today, the world as a whole. Yes. That's what I'm picking up from how you're explaining this, and I really appreciate it. Yes, yes. And as I said, we're still we're still uh, uh, digging through some things, and we are, um, we are. Yeah, I know there was one thing that was, um, uh, like one part that I felt at first I thought was kind of cool, but then the real life, what I thought it was some 
Bolikov actually kind of ruined it for me um, and was just kind of depressing. Uh, so so we were talking earlier about the whole thing of the the people rushing um, the zombies, the swarm, yeah, you know, the swarm, and then they had a thing where, the where getting the people in their homes and then they're jumping out of their windows, <laughs> you know, right. trying to trying to kill them that way. So it's like they're on the ground, they're from the sky, they're everywhere. Um, right. But I know human bombs. Yes, yes, the human bombs, absolutely. Um, something that I've heard about, uh, uh, you know, really, really serious issue are some of these, um, like phone companies that they have in in Asia, where people were work so hard and so mercilessly that it was it was so common that people were jumping out of the windows that to stop the problem they added nets. Oh my gosh, I've never heard this before. Yes. That's insane. Yes. And this is actually what goes into a lot of our phones that we have right now. So this is um and so even some of these things of like like I've heard, I've heard people talk about like, you know, you have an Apple computer with a sign that says I use this machine to fight fascism and it's like <laughs> do you I always know what find that funny. <laughs> It is. It is. But like getting at some of the the, you know, painful reality of like, okay, well, this system is, you know, what it's caused to get us here. Um, You know, there's some very serious discussions and things going on. And so now I don't know if they were trying to get at that. I don't know if that's what, um, you know, was going through their mind with that. But but to me, it did. It was something at first. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is visually neat. Oh, I like. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, this is the system literally being so devastating that people are killing themselves over the system uh, to maintain the system. And 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 so and that's something else that they talk a lot about within this is how so many people actually prefer the Matrix. That there's a lot of people who want to be in this bubble they want to be in this machine they want to not think deeper they want to just you know continue on and and just uh because you know it's it's kind of like the uh you know the popcorn film you know the which which there's time for that i'm not knocking the popcorn films i do like that but if you only stay within the popcorn film if all you eat is popcorn you know you're 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 gonna die it's not gonna work well for you right um well, now, yeah, so I, there there is an aspect of of this idea of wanting to stay in the Matrix because you 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 look at the film and you look at the Matrix and it's uh, more appealing than what what they call is the real world. I yes, mean, the real yes. world is just nasty, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can see that side of well, why would I want to be in the real world when yeah. I can be in this? Yeah, but, and I do like that they improved the real world on this one. I thought that was interesting how they're growing strawberries and they have a somewhat yeah. semblance of a sky and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like that. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That that was better. Um, now I I still struggle with the fact that Lawrence Fishburne didn't come up come back for this film. I yeah. liked him a lot in the first two. Um, and I, again, just like with agent Smith, I didn't think the, the new guy playing, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's part, he just didn't feel like he didn't, he didn't feel like him, you know? Yeah. And as I said, I, I, for him, I felt a bit more cause it wasn't him. It was a character named yeah, it, it literally 
a character named Morpheus who was created mm-hmm. as a substitute for Morpheus. Because, you know, yeah. he started out as an agent, even. Like, he was some yeah. kind of amalgamation yeah. of, right. of them. Um, and so I give him a little more of a pass. But it's still like, okay, if you're directly comparing this guy to who Morpheus was, which was just such a great character. Right. Um, there's just no comparing. And there's same, no same comparison. thing with, with Smith. I mean, those were definitely some of the real... Uh, the real downfalls. I think Smith is probably one of the most iconic villains that we've had in the last two decades. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I would think so. I think a lot of that was Hugo weavings, how he acted it, how he did the characterization of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would put that one over his, uh, over his work in the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Mm -hmm. which he did good. Yeah. But, it's so iconic, such an iconic villain that, that he helped bring to life. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, th- there's no, I don't, I, I don't think it would have mattered who it was, who was playing this character. Um, we would still be, what other, other actor, they no one's going to live up to that is what you're saying. No one's going to live sure. up to the, the iconicness of what Hugo weaving did with, Mr. Smith. Well, and I think the same could be said about uh, 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 Lawrence Fishburne, too. Nobody's going to live up to his portrayal. No one's going to live up. It doesn't matter who's. Because that actor, wasn't he he, uh, Black Manta in Aquaman? Uh, Oh. I know he was in the Watchmen TV show. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, here we go. We're doing everybody. We're doing our on the spot fact checking here. (laughs) That's what makes us awesome is we do it as if we're having conversations around the coffee table. Oh, let me look at my phone real quick. Speaking of matrix, let me uh, get my phone out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while you're doing that, can we, can we jump to the, the end of the film and where we get to the point where, uh, Neo and Trinity pretty much win. The, the battle and everything and, okay. and and they reveal that they are changing the matrix so first off yes that is the the black manta um okay okay, okay cool okay now he, and, uh, he was great as black man manta by the way oh yeah, oh, yeah. i, oh, I, I really loved good. him as black manta so i'm not saying anything about his acting abilities mm-hmm. don't don't get me wrong i think he's a fantastic yeah. actor i just didn't care for him in this role that's all and okay. that Probably has to do with the writing and the story and so on and so forth and, mm-hmm. and less to do yeah. with his acting. So, yeah. but now, so we get to okay, the so end. So going to the end of the okay, film. So we got the ending where they say that they're going to change things. They're going, they're to, going to change the Matrix. Remake this, this world. Yes. This is where I went, huh? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. the whole idea is to pull everyone out of the Matrix and to get you into the real world. So now they're becoming the Matrix. And I don't know if I like it, and I don't know if I get it. <laughs> okay, so you got to help me process this one, Aaron. <laughs> sure. Yes. So, so when we, the other point about this too is, I thought it was interesting. In in Aaron, see, Aaron, we're coming to you. We need help, Aaron. <laughs> is the she could fly, and could yes. he? At the oh end, yeah. When I watched it a second time, I still I, I don't think know he, if was he was flying or I not. think so. I think no, I were, did. That- and I think that's that a, that goes into the aspect they are both one. Cause, yes. Because I think right. they finally realize that the two of them together, together. are the chosen one. And then yes. it's at that point he gain, he regains his ability to be able to fly again. 
Yes, okay. and so that was something I did really like about this um, and, and a concern I have about if they make more. I like how he was sort of this – like he had his powers, and sometimes he even exceeded his powers. So there are some things that he did in here of like the force push things that he didn't have really in the original movies. Um, force push. Good yeah, th- yes, yeah, that was exactly a good way it. to explain that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and uh, uh, I like how he was still weak. He was still getting it because you, you get into the Superman problem of – being too uh-huh. strong and it's like well what do you you know how how do you fight a god how do you fight someone who's too strong and um and so they're just I, I, one of the problems with the sequels is that it never felt like the stakes were high enough for neo because it's just like oh well he's the one he's neo he can stop him uh and becomes too superpowered as for this one i thought that that his fights and stuff i thought that the fight scenes in this were better than a lot of the fight scenes in the uh, sequels. Well, in, um, in there this, was just it, sort of that rundown. Right. In, in this, it, it was almost like it took the two of them to be able to, you yes. know, it, you had to put the combined powers together to get that. And then yes, uh, and as then, far as fighting, how do you fight a God? Um, I thought they had a good answer to that with, with the, the psychiatrist with, uh, Help the me. analyst, yeah, the analyst, yeah, the analyst, Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick Harris which he he was fantastic. He, he mm-hmm. I really liked him. Um, but he tells how he did so many different scenarios, and every scenario where the two of them came together, it turned out bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> and he was yeah. like, so he realized I got to keep you two separate, but yes. I can't keep you two too far apart. You have to be yes. near. So Give he them knew, just enough, right? Yep. He he knew there was something about their power together, but he knew he he had he had to still keep them slightly apart, otherwise they completely take over, which is yes. exactly what happens. And yeah, and that yep. is an aspect I really liked. I thought that was cool. Okay, so you asked the question about them. So they uh, uh, keeping the matrix, changing the matrix. So part of that had to do with the third movie. And with the essential idea, you cannot stop the Matrix, period. Because so this idea of freedom, this idea of systems of control, they are here. You can't get out of them. Because um, even one of the interesting things you look at at uh, uh, Matrix in the real world, they still have hierarchies. They still have people that they have to listen to. They still have people. So that's even like one of the things the last time I watched Matrix, I, I really appreciated how Cypher, you know, he's like, you call this freedom. All I do is what he tells me to do. Right. So it's like, <clears throat> I'm a slave of your control. Right. Yeah. True. Is, is that freedom. Uh, like Bob Dylan had a quote said, uh, nobody is free. Even the bird is chained to the damn sky. And so there is just this thing of like, <laughs> oh, that's a great quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That oh, I hate to admit it because I can't stand Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his earlier stuff's good, but anyways, it, it, before you get that, ease, and then, oh, and, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever heard better. the joke about Bob Dylan being in in, in uh, preschool? No, <laughs> it, it's something like uh, those are my pencils and my crayons too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so so we've got these levels of control and we have this idea of freedom of it's freedom. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. My lovely wife bring me some breakfast here. So that's um, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So um, uh, 
we have this problem of of okay, we can't get out of systems. Like they're in, and this is one. I'm a big fan of of Jordan Peterson. This is one of the things he talks a lot about. Is that like the ideas of hierarchy are so deep into our brains that even lobsters follow these. Like, <laughs> like it's so deep in there into to to just creatures of all kind. Like this isn't just some capitalist system that we created. That's forced. It's like this is something that is really deep just hierarchies and all these things of 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 levels of of status control i mean it's a big it's a much bigger problem than than we can simply switch with uh you know getting the right president in or the right system or the right you know uh whatever but we can make it better we can improve things we can make. So, so as I said, like, you know, we have the system of control with niceness. Well, I would rather have a system of control with kindness than a system of control with, you know, we're, we're going to beat you to death if you don't follow, or we're going to, right. you know, I mean, that's, that's a better system, but you know, it's still good to be aware of what, what things are um, pulling at you and what things are, are, kind of trying to manipulate and and so and also we have the thing of discovering that the machines you know that they're not pure evil that there are many machines who do um you know who want to be free who want to get out of the system and then also there are people who want the matrix there are people who i I heard this one guy i was watching this movie on uh, a documentary on on like just the political divisiveness we have. And there's one guy, you know, all these celebrities are like, get out there and vote. We got to vote. And there's one guy who's like, you know, does everyone need to be super politically conscious or conscious? Or should there be some people who just work their job, grill some steaks, drink some beer and just enjoy their life? You know, should right. shouldn't there be some people who can just go about their days in oblivion? Like, isn't that fine? And there's something that always kind of struck me about that. It's like, you know what? If, if, um, you know, if, if, if all you want is popcorn movies, if that's all that you want, if you never want to, in which I, I get from you, Steven, is that you like to go deeper on some things. It's just whenever you're here to watch a movie, you want to watch a movie, you know? So, so I know that you do have more depth. I'm not saying this <laughs> at you. Um, it's just, okay, let's keep them in their boxes of when we're doing each, each thing. Hey, um, nice recovery here. Nice recovery. Yes. yes. <laughs> And so there is this thing of like, okay, we are going to try to improve the systems. We're going to try to make things work better. But yet then the analyst is like, look, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, it's still going to become corrupted. It's still going to become more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we will then absorb that. Whatever thing that you get, we will then absorb that and make it part of, you know, harsher control. You know, we'll, we'll get our hands on it again. So it's the old mm-hmm. saying, if you can't beat them, join them. Yes. And I think that's a lot of what was going on in this movie is is wrestling with that idea that that's where a lot of people are. You know, like they're saying like Niobe, like you you've just given up on humanity. You've given up on all this stuff because it does seem so unending and seems so uh futile to be able to get out of the system. Um mm. and so uh which which is real, I mean it's a real question to say of okay well do we just join it do we just embrace it or or you know just constantly go after the the bad parts of it or 
Yeah. Well, that was my real struggle with it was the end of this film and how uh, Neo and Trinity were like, no, we're changing the Matrix. And yeah. And I just walked, I just, I stopped it and I'm like, but that's not, that's not what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be getting you out of the Matrix. But, yeah. you know, and so I, I struggled with that. I was like, I, I don't quite get this. I, I don't understand well, it. But Well, that was a lot of, because that was what happened in the third movie. So the whole idea at the end of that is that they get a piece. You know, they don't actually defeat them. They, they, uh, they get peace. Um, right. And because uh, that's even something like, you know, I've heard some people talk about like, you know, the fight against climate change and things like that. And it's like, do you understand how many people like, you know, sometimes people who are are really, really struggling or even like uh, what was a better example. Um, so something like like veganism or something like that, you know, it's it's like um Okay, so we can get this veggie burger, but that costs a whole lot more than just getting a, uh, you know, they have to do all this stuff to it and all this stuff. You know, it's actually cheaper just to get the meat. And so for someone who's really in poverty, um, you know, that can really harm them or even like gas prices and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, let's let's keep raising the gas prices to save the environment, to slow down production. Mm -hmm. Let's let's try to slow it down. It's like, but do you know how many people, how many who really, really struggle really struggle with poverty that if you rise that like it's gonna really hurt them like it's really going to um you know you got these truck drivers you got all these different people that it it, it comes back around mm -hmm. um i just saw so, an um, article about uh wind turbines yes so the the wings on them uh -huh. um, they have to replace those like every 20 years or something like that. Yeah. And then, um, so this company is like, oh, we can recycle these because, you know, now they got all these wind turbine wings, you know, that are mm -hmm. strewn about or, you know, having, that's taken up space or whatever. And they're like, oh, we can make concrete with them. Well, then there's mm -hmm. people who are like, well, no, if you do concrete, you're just creating more greenhouse grasses if you're, gases if you're doing all that, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, it's just like, man, but, yeah. but, that was some of the the aspect of the this equation, this balance of if you do one thing, it creates something else, and that creates something else in return. Mm -hmm. That was the concept of the first matrix with Neo and Smith. Yes. Because if you yes. remember, the architect said we had to create a balance to the equation for Neo. Mm, gotcha. And uh, and the only solution then eventually was to get him back into the system. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we're seeing that now with with Neo – with the new Smith, but now I'm like, Oh, well, now wait a minute. What are we going to see if they do a another movie? Now, what are we going to see with Neo and Trinity? Now there's two, there's two that are, you know, really. And so are they going to balance that later on? I don't know, but just my, my point being is you're right. There, there seems to be a cyclical aspect to it. I don't know how else to say that at the moment. Yeah. So here's the question. Where do they go from here? <laughs> that's that is the question Cause, well, cause I, remember I don't know where this movie goes <laughs> i don't either um that was no, one no, of the questions I, no with... we've already been mentioning it i, I want to commend both of you because you've already started stating that well if they start recreating the world on their own then how does the analyst who is in control of this world because remember he tried to blend 
the equation with the precision along with feelings. Remember that? And he was using feelings to create more energy. You know, like, well, man, we boosted production by four times, you know, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And Which if you, if you look at like Facebook algorithms, how they go after things that get you angry. That's what, oh. what people really uh, connect to are the things that get them angry. And, and you have yeah. – and, and different things get different people angry. And once again, as I said, there's this whole left-right thing. Um, and I thought it was interesting how um, – yeah, yeah. It was, it, it's uh, – yeah, so no matter what it is, no matter what it is that gets you angry, that's what, what – That's what we're going to throw in there now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be – some of it is this balance of, okay, if they're going to start recreating this world. And obviously there's some things like the bots and they can recreate or they can redo or you know that kind of a thing. But you know they're no longer in the matrix. They're, they're no longer plugged in, for lack of a better term, right. to create that 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 battery intensity that you know production that you know so how are they going to do that so one is they're going to recreate and and two i think that's going to create problems i think the analyst is going to be fighting against them so that's going to be we're going to see him come back because this is his world that he's created i think this is a matrix outside of the matrix kind of a thing for lack of a better term because he was creating and if you remember niobe said man we saw the machines fighting each other we've never seen that before and I think that you still have the architect in the Oracle's matrix, but right now we're in the analyst matrix because the analyst was the one who paid for to try to re-resurrect, excuse me, resurrect Neo and Trinity for that production output. So it's his system that's creating all this battery production as compared to the other one. So maybe he broke off and maybe we'll begin to see some factions that are created in the machine world because now we're already seeing some machines that are trying to partner with uh, with people unless that's, that's an illusion in and of itself too. Hmm. I don't know. But I, I think there's where your next story is moving into. Right. And I wish they would clean up the Merovingian. Man, I loved him in the, in the trilogy. And I thought they just pew-pewed on him in... <laughs> This one as an exile or whatever. I definitely agree with that. I would love to see him because I, you know, I still think that he's a better villain than, you know, the, the analyst and stuff like that. I would love to see him become more of a, yeah, which they could. I mean, they show that he's there. They show that he's there. So, so I could see that happening. Yeah. But Um, I liked your description of him in this, how you called him a, uh, angry, uh, uh, commentator. commentator. Yeah, I yeah, thought that troll. was good. I and yeah, troll. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. that. I thought that was. And, you know, and didn't he say something about like, oh, I'm gonna get my own spinoff and sequel or something like that? Of I don't, you know, I, I don't to see watch, that happening. I it the second time, <laughs> no, well, he said I, that. I put on I the subtitles. Did he really that. say that? Because I just, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really at a loss. And then also we have that whole thing of, of the Superman problem again of how they're both, you know, they're back to being, uh, the ultimate, ultimate power type. Yeah. Well, that's how the first one ended it. Again, it's that parallel, but now it's both of them together. And how did they finish? They, he flew, he flew off into the air, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of doing the same thing. Um, I, 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 <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where they go. I I did not know if they were going to make do a trilogy. Do you think they are? Do you think because of? I mean, this is getting bad reviews all over the place. It's kind of down the middle. 
Um, I see it as a very divisive film. I think right now in Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like a 60-something. It's like high 60s, maybe. Oh, um, okay. Audience audience score is, is somewhat high. I think it's in the 70s. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to see... I think I want to see one more. I want to see one more, close it out properly, and I don't know how you do that. I don't know what I would do with it. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, because just once again, where they took it of this this nature, where they they the the extent that they took it to, yeah, I just I I don't know because this didn't didn't this certainly felt like a Force Awakens. We are reopening up the 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 world, Agreed. and that was one of the things I really loved about Force Awakens. I thought Force Awakens did a fantastic job of saying, "Hey, get back on here. Here's our new characters." Um, mm. let's get you on here. Let's, you know, and I was really excited for that new trilogy. Yep. This one, mm. I can't say, I can't say I want it to come back over and over again. I don't think that many of the new characters really, actually, nobody really struck a chord with me as being someone. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I, guess... love, I love bugs, bugs, bunny, bugs. Yeah. The, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was a good character. Yeah. Um, uh, wasn't bad, but I guess this is one of the problems with the matrix. A lot is everyone's so deadpanned you know monotone it's just <laughs> they kind of uh they're kind of interchangeable to some extent but um mm-hmm. but yeah i i would like to see one more see it see it closed out well but i don't know i have no idea yeah okay. okay all right well i'll say this to close this out i i will say that i uh, aaron i appreciate the conversations i, I believe this really Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Actually, probably a little bit higher now on this one. Looking at from the, that that um, thinking point of view, like from a philosophical standpoint, that as I stated earlier, that combination, you know, with commentary versus where we've been, you know, kind of a thing, and you know, and and trying to stick it to Warner Brothers a little bit. <laughs> Well, I yeah, I appreciate you coming and kind of helping me analyze this a little bit more. I still I still stick with my three though. I'm not changing it. It's three red pills. Um, now maybe if they come out with the second film to this, the sequel to this, and uh, something opens this up more, um, I maybe then I'll change my score. But at the moment, I I keep it the same. There's some things I really liked, and there's some things that I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but I I do like uh, your idea, Aaron, of this being comparing it to the Force Awakens. Um, actually, I give Force Awakens a higher score, even though I'm not oh, definitely big on the sequel trilogy uh, of yeah. Star Wars. But I, I did enjoy the Force Awakens, and again, there were things I really didn't like in the Force Awakens too. But I, I like you, I agreed it was a good start to what could have been a really good story in the end. And I just don't think they got there with it. Um, I hope that this does not go that route with the matrix. I, I hope they do a better job at, at finishing this off than what star Wars did with the sequel trilogy. So, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, definitely. Um, and I agree with you as well that a lot of, it does feel like I'm looking at an incomplete piece. Um, it's, it's certainly, yeah. Uh, you know, to its credit, I think it being a smaller story works for it because, um, you know, the, the the two and three were so big and had so much going on. Some of this side character, that side character, that side, you know, 
to where just focusing on on them, I think worked well for it, but it didn't yep. really feel good for a finale, you know. Um right. Of of just okay, I gotta free you, you're out and um but I don't know. I don't know. I mean if they don't make any more, I mean I'll still be it'll be all right. It'll be okay. I just I just don't know what you do with this. I mean eventually you just get to where you're beating a dead horse and um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what uh, <laughs> don't know or uh yeah, yeah. But well, Aaron, anyways, great to have you with us. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, yes, just I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to to watch it in time. I know I was getting closer and closer. I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to have time. Um, well, you know, this is rough. We're all yeah. at Christmas. Uh, you know, we're all going doing Christmas festivities, and yeah, we we appreciate you taking the time and 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 watching it and joining us. So, yep. So, uh, Aaron, where can people find you? Uh, the Geek with the Bible. Yes, so I have got um, Geek with the Bible. I'm doing um, uh, podcast. I'm getting caught up with the podcast. I used to be very that was sort of like an afterthought, but now I've got it where I'm, I'm going to be releasing it with the YouTube videos as well. So you can find Geek with the Bible on YouTube on um, uh, uh, podcasts. Which right now I'm doing one every day. I'm trying to get all caught up with the uh, catalog and then uh hopefully new year's eve i'll, I'll have a uh, start off with new ones um once a week on, on fridays um facebook i'm very active on facebook got a lot more um yeah. a uh, lot of memes action going on i love it yes yes <laughs> i like i heard someone said my, my favorite description on my site they said you know you make me laugh every day and you make me feel either con- uh, uh, convicted or, or inspired once a week. And so, yeah. like, okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, Love it. I also have a uh, Etsy shop as well. Um, just start doing stuff, which actually right here, I still need to send this out to you. Here's oh, uh, Mike's shirt here. It's got my T-shirt. So uh, yep. Yep. Got that. Got that made up for you. So. I love that. That looks great, man. Yeah, I can't wait to so. get it. So, uh, yeah, make those myself. So, uh, yeah, you can check those out. So, all righty. All right. Cool beans. All right. Well, I'm good. My, ah, this is a good show. It was just a good show. Great conversation. Thank you, Aaron, Mike. Thank you. You guys helped me. Um, just a new perspective. I always get love getting new perspectives on things. So thank you so much for that. Cause I really wanted to like, love this movie cause I am a matrix fan. You guys helped me love it a little bit more. So, uh, move the needle up a little bit. So thank you. <laughs> all right, Mike, it is all you to close this out, my brother. All right. With that said over and out and may the force be with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 